Okay, we are live. Episode 136, special location, kitchen. Don't worry about the kids' charts back there that don't have anything on it. Nothing was accomplished this week. Let's go. Uh, Alex Piasecki, Seal the Seasons. Irina Bayuko, Red Rocks e-commerce. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for Alex, having me, man. Alex, we know each other. We know each other. That hair, God, it's luscious. What? Why did I? I, I, I got nothing. Stuff, man. So I got that. It's rude. It's rude. I, I'm jealous. I have short hair. <laughs> Seal the seasons. Talk to me. Uh, when did it start? What's it all about? Yeah, yeah. So we started back in, uh, you know, out of undergrad. So out of University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Um, you know. Really, 2015, uh, that's when I graduated. Uh, and, you know, the idea was to how do we make, uh, you know, farmers market produce available year round and make that local produce available year round. So really more from a less from a business perspective. We took it from a problem solving perspective. We saw, you know, we working at the farmers market. We saw that there was a lot of farmers that had a lot of excess produce at the end of the market. Uh, but we also saw how fervent and excited people were to shop local and shop for local produce to get their favorite strawberry, raspberry get there at like 5 a.m., you know, lunacy in many ways. Uh, and then, you know, we saw the frozen aisle where we were making smoothies as college kids and all that fruit was coming from outside the country and all that produce that we were buying for our stir fries was coming from outside the country. And so there's, you know, again, perhaps naivete, but we saw, didn't think that made a whole lot of sense. So we started Steel of Seasons, which is a locally grown, locally frozen uh, and locally sold uh, frozen fruit and vegetable brand. So Give a shout up. out to your co-founder. Yeah, I'll give him a shout out. He's uh, we've known each other since second grade, but yeah, Patrick Matier, uh, co-founder, uh, and uh, yeah, we uh, we haven't killed each other yet, so we're doing okay. Shout out, Patrick. Shout out. Great job. Um, I know Patrick. Too. Good guy. Um, so let's go. Let's let's move it forward. You're at the farmers market. Um, how did you go about moving from the farmers market and then into basically packaging and also coordinating how you were working with the uh, local farmers? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the best way to say is we made a ton of mistakes. Uh, we learned a lot the hard way. And I think that's, uh, you know, I think it's a testament. You know, we just you know, kept trying to figure out different ways to do things. So we started, you know, out of, uh, you know, a uh, small shared kitchen space, uh, Piedmont Food and Agricultural Processing Facility, uh, where we basically took over the place by just freezing fruits and vegetables for, you know, whatever it would be, 12 to 18 weeks a year. Um, the farmer relationships actually came from, you know, the farmer's market initially, and it's really gradually built out as we've been able to get more scale and buy more produce. Um, but, you know, those first years were, were tough. Like we try to do vegetables. We try to do fruit. Um, we ended up settling just on doing fruit initially because we had so many issues washing spinach. Like you have no idea when you have to wash spinach that's just been harvested. It's a lot of sand. And I don't think any of us realized that as we were dunking spinach in like these massive trash bins basically washing so um you know and then eventually we just started packaging into ziploc bags with a nice little label on it and uh selling into a local co-op uh and the label didn't stick it sucked uh so they had to slap it on the the door of the actual the freezer door uh but people still bought it and that was how we knew we might have something because we did everything wrong everything wrong and yet people were still seeing value in that um 
And so we've gotten better at that. Good. <laughs> That's the story. Item one, you're not allowed to touch your desk. This is going to be a neurotic move. Don't touch your desk for the rest of the, the program because you're shaking your computer. Your muscles are too strong. Uh, your, your muscles are sorry. too strong. You're pumping too much <laughs> iron and you're moving the I'm thing sorry. around. Keep your hands off that thing. Now, next item. Um, we are moving from these bags, the Ziplocs, you're doing uh, labels yourself. How do you transition from that into, I mean, I've seen packaging before, stuff behind you. How did you, get, what I would assume, go from maybe kitchen to commercial and really commercialize the look, feel, and, and make it, I guess most would say, just a little bit more uh, professional in brand? Yeah, yeah. So, so we stayed in the shared kitchen a lot longer than we probably should have. Uh, we started to scale in there to the point where we were doing too much. Uh, so we quickly realized that uh, the best way to solve our problem was actually to give our processing and packing business to the farmers themselves. Uh, so there are actually a lot of, you know, usually the America's infrastructure in agriculture is immense. Uh, people don't appreciate how much there is uh, and how much they can do. Uh, and it's really just I don't want to say it's hidden, but you just have to look for it. Uh, so we found, you know, larger family farms that were able to do freezing and packaging for us. And that allowed us to focus on what we were good at, which was the sales, the marketing, the branding of it, uh, you know, figuring out what products do people want to see. Uh, whereas, you know, the farms were actually able to retain all of the dollars. So still, still today, about 95% of our cost of goods goes all back into rural communities where the product is sourced from. And that's something that, you know, actually worked out. It was convenient for us operationally, but now it's something that we feel is like very important to, you know, the mission of the business at this point. So, yeah, that's basically it. You know, we just get making the farmers actually our co-packers. I put it in parentheses because they co-pack for us and that's about it. It's, an, it's a really interesting model. And I think you would have to sort of understand that, but it, it does make a lot of sense. Um, so long that they have the ability to do so. Most farmers, my assumption is, they kind of want to just get the product out, especially at larger volumes, right? It doesn't matter which product is. The more you're touching product, you'd be selling cookies and co-manufacturing chips or whatever. The more the manufacturer, in this case, farmers, are touching the product, um, the, the less opportunity there is to save. Now, it doesn't mean they can't charge you an arm and leg. It's also why you would see products be at a higher price. There was just a lot more labor involved. Um, yep. Walk us maybe, like, maybe give us a snapshot of what the business looked like. Maybe you had to get a funding round. Maybe you can describe a little bit of that so people have a sense of what the business looked like maybe a couple years ago. How about like year 2020? Um, what did the business look like and how are you positioned? Yeah, yeah. Very interesting time period to select. So we were limping into 2020 a little bit. Uh, we had, you know, had a lot of inventory on the books. Um, well, the way we organize our inventory is we buy by region. So if you're in California, we're buying California blueberries. If you're in North Carolina, we're buying North Carolina blueberries, etc. We have like 12 different regions of blueberries that we don't share between regions. So we were heavy in a couple of regions, specifically California. Uh, so we had wasted, not wasted, but we had spent a lot of money on these frozen fruits, this frozen fruit that we were using, and we were limping into it a little bit cash-wise. Uh, lo and behold, COVID-19 and lockdowns hit. Uh, supply chain seized up, specifically in frozen. Uh, you know, a lot of our competition went out of stock for months on end, 
And due to kind of the, you know, the distributed supply chain model we have built out, uh, again, not something we thought business-wise would make a big difference, but ended up making a huge difference. Uh, we were able to run production in 12 different places at once, fulfilling to these customers, whereas a lot of our other competition is fulfilling out of one plant. And if that plant's shut down, you're going to see kind of what's happening with the baby formula shortage uh, you know, right now. One plant in Michigan basically ca causes a cascading amount of issues. So uh, we were able to kind of get quite a bit of just you know, normal funding through the business, cash flow business uh, that year. And we raised a short round that, that, uh, that fall just because we didn't know how long this would go. And we wanted to make sure that we were going to have the cash flow to be able to float and build our team. We, did, we wanted to use it as an opportunity to make sure we build our team to, uh, to fulfill this new volume. So. What, what, uh, retailers yeah, are you in what retailers are you in today? I want to fast forward because it, it, it gives a good sort of, uh, again, um, a picture of where you were and then you had noted yep. why. I mean, the COVID thing affected people differently. It affected brands differently, um, the businesses differently. It's, it's kind of like out of stock opportunity, uh, but only opportunity if you had the ability to fulfill. So there's just all those things. It's kind of luck and timing and, and, and opportunity. And there's so many things that come into play and, and, and more so what happened after that, because again, you could be filling shelves and all the stuff. And then the question is, does the consumer hang out afterwards? Yeah. It's almost ultimate trial, the ultimate trial. People will wonder about promotions and and, and, and why you're spending there, right? As far as trade spend. Well, it's trial. The, the ultimate goal in, in, in CPG and when you're selling a product is, can I get the product off the shelf into yeah. the consumer's mouth, right? And have yeah. them come back, not come back only <laughs> when there are promotions, but come back when it's off promotion, right? Um, that is, that's the ultimate goal. So in this case, there was just a, a different variance of how or why you had trial. Let's move it forward. What does the business look like as far as retail partnerships today? Yeah, so on a pure like door count, which we don't really evaluate too much here at Sales Leaders, it's probably around 1,700 before, uh, you know, the pandemic. And, you know, over the past two years, some, you know, due to COVID, some just due to our sales team really crushing it. Uh, we're at probably about four to five, uh, 4,000 uh, 4, probably, uh, more or less. Uh, so, and, you know, retailers that we're with, uh, you know, some of our favorites are, you know, Wegman, Safeway, uh, our, our hometown guys here in North Carolina, Harris, Teeter, Lowe's, Ingalls, they've been with us through and through. And then small places like, uh, you know, NCG, uh, you know, the, the small, the small co-ops that supported us literally since day one. Um, yeah, that's, that's basically how we've built it out. Uh, uh, and I'm trying to think of any other major, but those, those, are, those, are, those are the ones that come to mind. It's an assumption as we're kind of closing this out, we'll, we'll do a follow-up too. We'll, 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 get, uh, we'll get Patrick on as well. But um, in, in all, with all of the farms that you work with, because you work with a variety, you, you guys sell blueberries. By, by the way, shout out blueberries. If you don't eat blueberries, I don't know. I'll show you the fridge right now. I, got, I do blueberries big time. It, yeah. You don't need we a are, chocolate bar at night. You, there you go. When you, when you have a sweet tooth at night, you don't need that chocolate bar. Blueberries. Go look it up. So good <laughs> for you. And they taste delicious. Anyway, shout out, blueberries. Um, I, 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 you, you have all these farms and partnerships. My assumption is, can't you build around them? Meaning... 
every retailer that's around the area, isn't there something that could be coordinated effectively there? Um, and is that an approach that you had? This is just off the cuff. Uh, yeah, let me see if I understand kind of what you're asking. I mean, I think for us, we the the one reason that we're able to do what we do is that we have a price premium versus our competition. We cost more, a little bit more per ounce, which means we can pay you know what we think is a very fair price back to farmers. Uh, a lot of our competition doesn't source from the United States because it costs just a little bit too much. Uh, and you know, again, with the emphasis being on profit in many of those in many of these categories. They're taking whatever they can get on the commodity market. Um, we're more intentional about the quality. We want specific varieties, uh, and you know we're able to kind of you know dial that in because we're working directly with farmers. Uh, and, you know, retailers and get in general, their strategy is really about you know how do I kind of get my value item? How do I get the price point right for my consumer? And we're not competing with them. We see our we we're kind of offering a very leveled up version of it. Um, and we find ourselves, we work very well with private labels. So we're able to kind of work together on the category versus uh, Contra. Got it. Yeah, I, I, again, my, the, in my mind, this is, a, this is just how I flow with these things. So it's just off the, if there's a farm in Gilroy, California, you, because of the shelf life and just how it works is you, you would have to sell regionally correct you're only yep, selling that product regionally now i'm going to also say it would be a material nightmare as far as packaging and the like but that's what somebody with the chops could do you know i just do efficiently you would sell in the region right so there's a call out to Gilroy, shout out Gilroy. I don't know where I just thought about it. I thought about garlic and that's that. So it is what it is. Yep. Um, yep. You would sell regionally. So you should be able to arm all of those grocers in the 150 mile radius. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. We, we break it out. We break the radius out a little bit bigger. Yeah, just, okay. Again, I'm just some, but yeah, that's what we do. I mean, again, uh, you know, in, Gil in Gilroy, you'd be buying California strawberries, California blueberries from farmers somewhere in California, either northern or, you know, Central Valley. Uh, if you were somehow in, you know, in, in Oregon, you'd be getting, you know, Oregon berries that are probably, you know, 60, 80 miles away from you. Uh, so, and again, is yeah, everything is really specialized. Is there a call out on the packaging for that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, here, I'll, this is the California blueberries. These are Reedley, California, uh, which is, you know, northern. California, and then let me see. I'll see if I grab another one. Here's a again different farmer on the bag. This, these are from these are Gresham, and these are from Oregon. Perfect. So, Good. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I didn't. Kind of I didn't know. Class. I've seen this stuff before, and I know that you do these cool, really cool images with the farmers. I love that, by the way. But I never dove deep into understanding. Okay, is this a regional play? Anyway. Good stuff. Yep. I like it. We'll do a follow-up on more stuff, but I, cause this is a unique category. Yep. It's frozen. It's like, it, it's, it's <laughs> there's timing. I mean, people don't realize, remember, it's not like the blueberries are hanging out there for a month. It doesn't work, you know? Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. everybody knows. It's, it's kind of, it's, it's madness for during har right now, harvest season's happening and we're freezing as quickly as we can. We need to freeze everything within 24 to 48 hours of harvesting. So we want to be as sweet as possible and as nutrient dense as possible. Because again, the longer, it, you know, the longer it's off the vine, 
or off the tree, you're losing nutrients and you're also losing the sweetness. So yeah, that's what that's our focus right now and uh, got a lot of time on it. Nutrient dense for the win, folks. You know how I talk about yeah. it. Seal the seasons. Yeah. His info will be there at the end. Irina, it's your turn. It is Thanks. your turn. Red Thanks Rocks, for Red Rocks e-commerce. Tell us what it's all about. All right. Um, Irina Balorka, partner at Red Rocks e-commerce. We help brands launch and grow on Amazon Marketplace. We usually work with smaller brands, startups, but also with manufacturers and, and investors. Um, we, you know, in boring words, you can say we're an Amazon-focused agency, and we do everything full channel support from, you know, strategy and setup and doing photography down to nitty-gritty execution, fixing things, optimization and advertising management. Um, we are Amazon advertising um, verified partner in Amazon advertising partner uh, network. So we know a few things about ads on Amazon to be dangerous, so to say. Happen to be all female team, just not intentional, just how it's worked so far. Um, but um, two kind of a things that I just want to highlight because there's a lot of Amazon agencies. So just kind of a two scenarios that we're really striving because they're challenging and we're really starting to focus on them is one is when a brand says, well, we're on Amazon, but we're kind of hit plateau. We really need to go to the next level and we can't figure it out. Or number two, you know, we're on okay, okay on Amazon. We're selling fine, but we've got to figure out how to be more profitable. So because profitability, you know, business doesn't run without profit. So if you are, you know, in a cafe meeting with a friend, you know, over ice cream or oatmeal topped with still the season blueberries, you know, to say, you know, we're just got to figure out Amazon, how to take it to the next level. We've got to figure out how to be more profitable on Amazon. And that's why you say, I know you got to talk to Red Rocks. You got to talk to Irina. So yes, that's, um, that's about us. We do work a lot of CPG and we even sold Frozen, Frozen. Um, so when Alex was talking, I was thinking about all the logistics, <laughs> but um, yeah. So that's about that's us. A that's a different ball game for sure. Uh, um, completely. I, I, Irina's info is there. Alex's info is there. Appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of the week. Okay. Thank you.